Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the very latest edition of the Premier View Tipperary GAA podcast. Don't forget to give us a follow if you haven't done so already on Twitter. We are at Premier View Pod. On Facebook, our page is the Premier View Podcast and on Instagram, where we are Premier View Podcast. We have up-to-the-minute news on all things Tip GAA across all our socials, plus the odd giveaway, so don't miss out. If you're a Spotify listener, don't forget to hit follow and also hit the bell so that you never miss a podcast episode. Hello and welcome to the Prime View Podcast, episode number 106. Today I'm joined by Colin Parcells, Sean Smith and Stephen Cronin. We dissect all the action from the last couple of weeks in what was a super Sunday and a super Saturday if you, were an, if you weren't an Offaly supporter and if you were a Carlos supporter. For Tip, it definitely wasn't a super Sunday as we were very flat with a with a surprising defeat versus Waterford. Some, some of you, in fairness, lads, tipped it up that it might be more difficult than I might have thought. I think I tipped up a, a narrow victory for Tipperary, but um, it wasn't to be, as the final whistles drew close, it was, Jesus, it was becoming a tense thing, you know, Limerick and Cork very tight, Tip and beaten, beaten up the sticks. Where else could I start today but go to Colm? Um, you called the Colm, I suppose, you, you felt that there might be a kick in, water, in Waterford, but Jesus, none of us saw that coming. Yeah, Kevin, I thought there'd probably be a kick in Waterford. I, I didn't realise that there'd be absolutely no kick and tip and that we'd be so lifeless. Um, I suppose, look, I do recall you mentioned 15 points as a win in March and we might as well throw it out there right from the start. Um, I was nervous but, I might have been right at one stage, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> you know, I think... I think for yeah, look, we, we can laugh about it now, but in all fairness, coming into the last, you know, five or ten minutes at the match, it was becoming, you know, it was becoming farcical in my mind that we were ever in this position and, like... <laughs> It's it's only ten days ago since the match or whatever, but like I've tried to erase it from my memory. But 
one of the things I wrote down after the match, probably in anticipation of talking about it here, was like our game management. I mean, before we go into anything else, like if we just start in our game management and the two areas that worried me the most on the day and like every tip fan, I'm sure, first of all, was our puckouts. And I'm sure the lads will talk about the puckouts in more detail than I'm going to. But I mean, I don't know what the statistics were for our puckouts, but it was absolutely horrendous. It was it was mystifying. It was it was strange. It was it was it was hard to look at, to be honest with you, to see us giving up the puck out each and every time. Half-hearted tackles going in. Watford man gets up to the 45 or to the 65 and is allowed to do what he wants with it, put in the perfect ball into their forward line or even pop the ball over the bar. You know, I, I, I found that really, really mystifying. And the second thing about the game management, Kevin, I just mentioned is, like, every man, woman and child knew the scenario going into the last Sunday's game. If we were to lose, you know, don't lose by more than five points. You know, so going into the last 10 or 15 minutes, like, what we were doing, trying to walk the ball in for goals, I really don't know. It should have been, it was could have been easily communicated onto, to the, onto the team. Keep the scoreboard taking over. Whatever happens, the game looks like it's gone. Keep that five points in mind and make sure you don't you don't lose by more than that. To be dependent on flipping Limerick, beating Cork, or, or, or the game, sorry, the game in, in, in Limerick not being a draw at the end was, oh, Jesus, was like... And even when the, that result was called out in Semple Stadium, I don't know if you remember, lads, it barely raised a cheer. I think people were just so, disapp- so disappointed with what they'd seen, Kevin, that they, 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 couldn't, they couldn't cheer it. And the last thing, just, just as well, and maybe I go on a bit too much about this sort of shite talk, but I really thought that it was a chance for the t- for Tip Hurling team to reconnect with the tip hurling public okay there was a huge tip crowd up there I, in fact i've never seen and it's, I, I don't blame the water fans in a way for this but i've never seen a county so outnumbered at a championship game than i did last sunday week and there was a lot of people at the game who i know personally who hadn't been to a game for a while they brought family kids girlfriends boyfriends that kind of stuff and they must have been wondering why after it all you know and i think in fairness to liam Cal. He, he didn't shirk that afterwards. He said that the players felt that they had left down, you know, the tip public. You know, and Cal, in fairness, gave a very honest interview after the game as well. And he touched on some of the things I've spoken about. But I just thought it was it was an, an opportunity lost, Kevin, maybe for, you know, to reignite the Tipperary public's passion with that team. Just the whole thing felt very flat at the end of it. Oh, absolutely. Just to, for the lads come in there to stick up on Sean Flynn's point, he, um, he did the stats from the, from the puck outs. And it set the tone for the game. Waterford scored six points in the first half from turning over Tipperary on the play off their short puckouts. So six points off Tipperary short puckouts. Tip hit, tip hit 13 short puckouts in the first half in total. And on, one, and on one occasion, it resulted in tip possession in the Waterford half. So at a, to, a total wipeout, the stats would back up what you're looking on the short puckouts. Doesn't stop there though. Tipperary were passive on Waterford's own short restarts then. With the Dacia scored no, four points and hit four wides in the opening half off their own puck, off their own short puckers there. So they got eight shots off. Tip got one, one possession. So I mean, it really showed. I think that there was a complete tip systems failure. And I think you alluded to that in Liam Cal's interview again. It's the the social media lads tweeted and stuff after he was absolutely crestfallen. I think he was shocked as well. And I think you know you. They say with managers, you probably don't get as high and as low in public as maybe. But I think that, you know, if that's what we're seeing in public in public off him, 
then you can be sure that he left the dressing room and you know it, they definitely weren't in two minds about how how badly let down some of the people at that at that game left. Sean, you were I, I suppose one of the ones, you know I I suppose maybe in 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 a couple of minutes late there, and probably thought you know was it just a slow start for tape and we pick it up and we drive on or, or did. Do you think it ever kind of yeah walked in a few minutes late and and I sat down and was like looked at the scoreboard and kind of wondering didn't stop going up yeah all right you know I think and how we had an attempt on goals and lad beside me was like no nothing I think like our first shot and goals we play was fifteen minutes in or something outrageous like and I was kind of in awe at times as well and then Waterford players like Hutchinson these lads who weren't great during the year just shunned like I think Waterford seventeen points half time. And we're the only average in 17 points a game up until now as well. Like, so first, then it's like a Waterford does at a different level, or are we just shocking? And I think Waterford were very good, but we had no, it was just complete wipeout. I think there's no there's no way back if they can't kind of try the bit, but we just looked flat, dead, Waterford and up. It was just, and as you say there at the end of the game, people were kind of in shock. That what happened didn't reach here, even the centre after I was in early just into the bar next door, like and the game was tight and people worried, like in the full time ways where people kind of just left. There was a roar, just left in the car and went home. And like I say, some nights during his home were like fucking banging wheels. Yes, it would have been angry. a nuclear moment, wouldn't it? Yeah. No, sure. like if we'd, kind of, we'd gone out, like, you know, if that other game had finished the draw, like Jesus. Oh, he was open about his gems, I say. I would still You'd still be you'd still be on it, I'd say, to be honest. Like, it was so. just it's relief kind of now looking back at it and kind of reading reports and stats. But when you see the stats and reports are backing up that it's tip were completely flat. Like, there's nothing wrong with mentally or that. It's just physically just blowing out of it there, hurling wise. Like, Munster is it's a hard slog. We thought playing a team the dead rubber last that were gone, fine. But kind of a, it's kind of a homecoming kind of game. No, that atmosphere you say around, I say what fans wrote number one to fifth. Like, it was unreal. But the two players didn't bring that kind of game to it. And, you know, the Limerick game before and in Cork, if they just put a toll on them. But now three-week break is, i take this, to be honest, like, and this is kind of a good period to regroup, like. And Stephen, you called it there, I suppose, the worst-kept rumour in Waterford this week, so I couldn't have taken the tip of that advice for us, was Billy Nolan going in as a, as a sweeper. Um, You know, and I suppose the team, the changes are being called out, and I think it was Glee, Connor Gleese and... Jamie Barron were named as well and Conor Prunty and Billy Nolan and Pat, Pat Fitzgerald came in. I forget who the other lad who even came in was, but like, you know, they would have been prepared. But like on that performance alone, you're talking all-star material, aren't you? Like you just got the freedom of Simple Stadium. Yeah, that was, and that was the very, the poor part of that whole scenario was this was his first time out the field at inter-county level and we made him look like an all-star and it it's hard to know that we, were, was it a tactical thing or was there, is it a fear of a sweeper? You know, like it. It look. I suppose before I, before I go any further, we're in we're where we want to be where we wanted to be from the start of the year. We're out of Munster. We're in the the All Ireland series. And look, what from what the boys have given us so far this year, you'd allow them a scuttery day, but that scuttery day nearly cost us uh, a place in the All Ireland series. Um. I can fully understand uh, a mental fatigue from the, the the previous week. I don't, I, I wouldn't buy the physical one because these lads are prepared so well. The recovery sessions, 
like it is almost professional setup. So these lads are ready to go physically a week later. Mentally, what kind of toll did the Limerick game take out? It looked that the match against Watford looked like a, a mixture of complacency and mental fatigue because we were making mistakes there that we we weren't making all year. Like ju- just touch back to Colin's point or, or the stats. Going short and working the ball out was one of our strong points this year. All our hurlers, all our lads in the back line could, are fantastic hurlers. They move the ball through the line so well, even in the highest of intensity games against Limerick. They were able to do it no problem. We couldn't do it against Watford. We we were running for the ball. I don't, I don't really want to be name-checking because everyone was very poor the other day. Um, bar Conor Bow, I, I, I removed Conor Bow from that, uh, that um, equation. But we were going with five yards on a man and we were going to dip a ball and we slowed down to dip it. Now, if you see another 12 doing that, he ended up getting dispossessed. But if you see another 12 doing that, you'd be pulling him aside and say, that's not how you do that. You know, we're running up the middle of the field, nobody on us catch the ball three times. These are mental errors that simply means your body's moving 100 by now, but your brain is not able to think along at, at that speed as well. So I, I would I'd give him a pass in that sense that, look, Mentally, the, the, the lull after the Limerick game, it, it was just coming. And add in then playing against a team who have nothing to lose. You know, they're only going up to play with a bit of pride and the shackles are actually off. They're allowed actually hurl. And let's not forget, Watford actually a good team. It's just they have a bad manager. Um, it, was, it was tough going. The, the whole Billy Nolan, Billy Nolan situation really annoyed me because by default, we ended up having a sweeper. So tactics from the line, this is on Neem Carl, not the players, but we left them take a short puck out. Their short puck out was to the 45 and they still had an acre then and a world of time to deliver the ball. But because we had it by default a sweeper, because they initiated the sweeper, all our six forwards should have pushed up on, um, on their, on their uh, backs because we still had an extra man. You know, I'd rather six forwards against seven backs in their half the up in their in their half of the field on their pockets. Then, what do we have? We had ten. We had ten lads inside our own half at one stage. It it it, it was a very poor ta- game tactically. Along with our lads, just they just weren't up for it. Physically, be it physically or mentally, we just wasn't at the races. And by the skin of our teeth, we qualified out of, out of, out of monster. And look, I suppose. When there's a big mental drop, that bad. I know hindsight is easy and this and that, but it's probably best we didn't make a monster final. You know, could we have been able for a monster final and then a, an all Ireland quarter final after that? I don't know, but it was an infuriating day. You'd be more deflated if you were hammered out the gate in a monster final now at this stage, wouldn't it? It'd be less. Well, you know, if, you'd have less time to recover and all that. Like, we're in the sudden death now with Tiff. We, ha- we talk about the off the game coming, but like, you know, if, at the start of the year, and I said, look, we were in a very different position because we got the monster final in our sights. You would have took to our place, avoid the the pressure of a monster final, and you don't have a handy one and come in against like the losers, the Lencer, then who'll, who'll also be a bit like so. It's just the way it went, maybe, is a bit just more questions to answer, maybe, and would have thought it might go back into, might go back to, you know, the, the mentality there, losing leads later on. We kind of mentioned on the pod before this. This was something completely different, as it never got going, which is 
But you know, look, Lean Cal does have a record of turning around, you know, like from 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 reverse reverse and taking the Cork uh, monster finals in the under twenty one into delivering an All Ireland, and so we might come with a gallop there. Yet is what I'm thinking, silver linings and all that. Yeah, I, I I'd agree with you in a sense, like, but in the moment on the day and even the day after, like it's 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 a frustrating performance, frustrating. Like, Look, if we went out there and we had a great performance and we were best, we'd be frustrated, but I don't think we'd have been demar- as demoralised as we were. Like, We nearly threw away uh, an All-Ireland series by relying on someone else to get a result. And that was very nearly a draw. You know, that was the frustrating bit. We, we removed qualification out of our own hands. You know, whether we got to a Munster final or qualified through the back door, let's call it. We 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 just we put it in someone else's hands, and I don't think Tipperary should ever. There should be big lessons learned from this, and we should never ever uh, go down that route again. Now hindsight is great, and silver lines and all that. Tipperary should beat Offaly next week. They should be beaten Offaly next week. I'd like to think then go up against the Leinster uh, finalists. I I I fancy Tipperary going in there now, and I don't want to be getting ahead of myself, but maybe this. Maybe not, but look, I, 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 I trust, I trust Cal and Bevins to get the boys firing again. You know they have a history of doing it, as you said. So, look, I think one brain fart or one score three performance, I don't think is, I'd say that's going to be it for the year. Hopefully, yeah. And look, lads, I suppose the you know awfully war flying and maybe a few weeks ago probably went into the Joe McDonough McDonough final against Carlo's favourites, the under twenties, or you know they brought a big crowd down to Tarlis. There on Sunday, there, but like they lost them both, so it does feel now this preliminary quarter final like has come a bit late for them as well. Maybe they'd they'd rather not like at this stage, you know, because look, I'm going to go again. It should be like a 15 point win for Tip, shouldn't it? Carlo should have made off each No, in Carlo, I got watching that game, like, you know, I mean, I look at like it's chalk and cheese, you know, like anyone. I'm probably saying Tip have gone through it. Jesus, go out and hurry. No, do the job. Yeah, if you Just... look at the results in Leinster against the, the bottom teams, your West Mees in your leash, and then like Car- Carlo Offley are blowing as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Look, I could be Not a hurling snob here. Yeah. Carlo should not be beaten Offley. Carlo should not be beaten Offley in Hurling. That's Hurling snobbery. And and, and you know, and you're, can't you're looking at off in the nineties, like no, but no, but there's still, still more traditional Harlan County than Carlow. You know, Arsh, the, Arsh on the old lads down the mountains, the Rangers, and the like. <laughs> what do you what what do you want to see from that game? You want to see Cal go with a full team that you play potential quarter final or go with there's that balance there, isn't it? I'm getting lads back in mm-hmm. you. It is a week long turnaround. It's, it's, a, it's a week. It's following week, following Saturday. Week, be. Yeah. So, like, it's a four week break from the last game, but then it's only back to back weeks as well. Like, I suppose you have to get the confidence back, don't you? Yeah. You have to test, you have to road test, lads. And if he's at, well, to see, like, Jason Ford, I think, would be back, would be the biggest kind of get, like, what, 55, 60 minutes into him. Would, would yeah, Carl Barrett hopefully was only a minor knock again. Yeah, and Niall O'Mara make an appearance there recently, so you could get a you could get game time into him without actually starting him, you know. So like without I think without overdoing it, without again without being complacent, you probably this is probably where you get a few minutes into lads here now, 
especially ahead of the following game. Yeah, Garrod O'Connor presumably be tied her out of it. Um, I don't, I don't, don't think it was broken. Maybe if a Bonner and Norm McGrath give him half a game, no, don't. Like, you know, their lads need to go in to quarterfinals. Like. I suppose that's the good thing. They will have looked at the lads, I suppose, from the Limerick game to the Waterford game, the real drop-offs there. And who, who can they mind, lads, a bit? I think I think as well, lads, we said, like, I, like, I have to be careful a little bit, a bit like your 15 points, Kevin. I, I have a very good friend of mine in Dublin who's a big Dublin GA fan and he is continually quoting me calling Leinster hurling middling. And I, yeah. I'm on a hiding to nothing now coming into the Offaly game with him. But We're playing, we're playing like, the Conference League now on a... This is it, Kevin. But I think, I think as the boys have said, the ideal situation for me anyway as well would be to get Jake Morris back on the field. I think he was a big loss against Waterford. Jason Ford back in the field, Carl Barrett back in the field. You know, you'd like to be in a situation where, you know, you could start them, give them 50, 55 minutes. Hopefully we're in front. You could take them off and that they'd be ready then for the game the following week because you don't want to, you don't want lads going in cold either. Lads who have been injured and you're not 100% sure about them going into face either Galway or Kilkenny in an All-Ireland quarterfinal. I don't think that would be an ideal situation. I think if a guy is going to make it, he'll be ready to play awfully and then he'll be ready the following week if that makes sense. So I think... You know, that'll be one thing. I think there's a couple of changes as well, maybe, that management might look at. I thought they could have freshened things up a little bit against Waterford, funnily enough. I thought the backs that they, the backs that were, were selected against Waterford wouldn't have been the six backs I'd selected playing that Waterford team. And not to be dwelling too long in the Waterford game, to be fair to Waterford, like they were missing Austin Gleeson, they were missing Prunty, they were missing, um, uh, they were missing Jamie Barron. Like they were missing as many good players or, or many of their top players as we were. And I slightly disagree with the lads in one sense in that I actually don't think Waterford were great against us. I don't think they had to be great against us. Honestly, I like like it's, it, the narrative was, you know, Waterford were, you know, were brilliant and showed, you know, let the shackles off and, you know, hurled with, with gusto. I actually didn't think they were great on the day, lads, to be honest with you. I, I thought if... I thought it was more about the poverty in our game. It was just it was so flat. It was so dead. It was, you know, now no better man, hopefully than Cal to turn it around. As you said, Kevin, he has previous with this, with, with the under 21s. I remember being down in Cork at a 21 final and we got our arses handed to us and we went, went along and won the All-Ireland afterwards. And I even, you know, I'm not in any way going to come on here and criticize Cal or Bevins at the moment or any of the management team. I think they've done a super job to get us to where we are. But I think, we have to probably temper our, like there was a lot of this and I was guilty of it myself, this tip our back and, you know, are we, are we sort of dark horses for the All-Ireland? I think any of that talk was absolutely expelled last Sunday week and expelled in a big way, you know, but I don't like some people get hung up on this and we see it on Premier View at times, like, you know, oh, you, you kind of, you have to be careful what you say because, you know, if awfully here that we think are going to win, like that, that, that'll make them beat us or some crap. Like it's, it, it doesn't work like that. And I think for uh, supporters, if you win a game or, you, you know, you get a good result like we did against Limerick, you're entitled to enjoy it and let off a bit of steam and have a bit of crack about it, you know. But at the same time, what we saw against Waterford, like I think supporters ha- ha- are equally entitled then to question it and go, well, hold on a minute, like that wasn't good enough. And as I said, a lot of people went to the game, a lot of people who I know were, sort of on the fence about the team and it was just a, it was just a bit flat as Sean said at the end just a little bit disappointing so I think I'd be starting our strongest team against Offaly personally I think you know the boys have said it's it's knockout hurling now it's senior hurling I can get our strongest team and out they, I, I did that Colin but we don't know what kind of a Kilkenny or Galway we're going to be facing so we see that Leinster final 
and we see them both, you know, put to the pin of their collar. Like Galway looked awful again for most for much of the game against Dublin, but when they were really under pressure, you know, they got the run of scores and stuff, and they looked like, you know, Dublin completely kind of they snuffed them out completely when they had to. It's like, you know, they, there was an extra gear there. Kilkenny, like, you know, they got goals against Wexford and that, but like, Jesus, that was just so loose and, and like, you know, obviously it meant a lot to Wexford staying up, but like, yeah, Kilkenny, like, yeah, they would surely be completely different now on Sunday. Yeah, I, I agree, Kevin. It's a new competition as well in the All-Ireland series. Like, and, you know, two counties that you can be sure will raise their game against Tip are Galway and Kilkenny. Like, Galway and Tip... Tip and Galway takes on a life of its own in knockout hurling. Like we've seen some epic games. Like there was three or four years there where there was a point in each game in each semi final, one one side or the other. Like I, 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 I would almost disregard what's going on in Leinster and Munster. It's a new competition as far as I'm concerned when it starts. And you know, I just hope that we haven't lost momentum, or we haven't lost confidence, or we haven't lost the belief that that Cal has put into them. And you know, the boys have touched on it there as well. And, and one thing, just we were so close to going out. So we've been given a second chance now. Let's gr- take it by the two hands. Let's make no mistakes until the morning next Saturday night. Move on then to a quarter final against Galway or Kilkenny. And I, 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 I'd, I'd love to be playing Kilkenny and Cork, lads. That would be my my preference at the moment. I think it'd be great to go down to Kilkenny and play Cork. Or sorry, down to Cork and play Kilkenny. Yeah, and at mm-hmm. least we're kind of in a good position. Well, we see Gollum Kenny both going at it. They'll be going full pelt there Sunday. They'll know that's this is their season starting now. Like, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is their plan. Like, you know, so we see them in full pelt and hopefully we'll kind of get a judge off that and see from there. It's, it's a good position. Like, you know, we have to take some positive out of it. Well. Definitely. Yes. Right. That's on to, I suppose, like the, the main game of the weekend, the Munster finals. The... The what if final, I suppose, from our perspective. But like Stephen, on to you, it's going to be another battle there. Um, Nimrick playing the, the mind game, somehow getting into the Gaelic grounds. So clear, it's either a master stroke on their very, they're gone very climate conscious and stuff, not wanting to travel the course. <laughs> I don't know, they're, they're happy to, to see yeah. the advantage to Limerick. But like, Jesus, um, how do you see this one going? I, I think that's a strange, I think that's a strange one, and it's not. It's not just because Limerick All Ireland champions are the number one team. Why? Who in their right mind, bar an agreement, who in their right mind would want to play a monster <laughs> final in the opposition's home ground like that? That's just <coughs> that's yeah. It's just clear with a K. It just it's ridiculous. It is. It's absolutely ridiculous. But you know they're going to go in there now, banging doors and breaking tables and this like. I would not be surprised to see Limerick run out handy winners. You know, they got that win there a few weeks ago. Like, if Limerick, obviously Limerick are a great team, but you'd be, like, Limerick are, Limerick are coming for them big time now, you know, that they got the first win in, in the Gaelic rounds in in its in its existence. There's no way Limerick want to let that happen again. And um, I, I think they'd be sent packing back up the roads with egg on, egg on their face. I think this, this, that was a joke decision. Like, I, if I was as a as a tip man and a south tip man, I'd rather travel up past Galway rather than that play Galway in the home ground. If you if you understand what I'm saying, what the, the how they came to the decision is is just beyond me. But on the game itself, I think it's going to be a savage physical affair, um, and the team that acclimatized to the physicality force. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. We'll, uh, we'll come out on top. I, t- I do think if Limerick can do a tip on it, what Carl Barrett did to Tony Kelly, that's, that's where that'll be key for Limerick. You know, I, I don't think you can leave Tony Kelly off to do whatever he likes. You know, he, he, he can be held. You know, he's, he's, he's been well held against Tip most of the time. And he was well held by Wexford up until a point last year. I think it was Damien Rick could have been marking him or something, but then went off injured or, you know, and then he had free reign and Claire took over. So I think they need to get on top of him big time. And I, I you know, I think, I, I think Limerick will win this. I won't I say comfortably. Yeah, I but, couldn't but disagree with you more. I, I, I don't think comfortably, but I think they'll win by a, a few to spare. That's that's what I'd be going for. I, I'm starting to really like this Clare team as the kind of number two challengers to Limerick. But will they be three that. times in the year, though? Like That's what I'm thinking now. Like, you know, they won't, I think, is the answer. Three and times the in the year, but also the most clear thing of all time. They'll beat them on Sunday, I think. And they won't show up in the All-Ireland final then, you know, when, when Everton's on the line against them. or they Like that... Against Limerick last day, Claire like Kelly to get five points. They last poking off scores there for sport. Like they're the they're on like they're scoring points yeah. all over the field. This is the thing. If Limerick can stop them points from play, they'll do it. But it's gonna be hard like to that. Limerick won't exactly love man marking people either. Limerick love playing a free game, going forward and says no, leaving that space. That's what Claire yeah, even that Limerick. You know, even that kind of big Limerick kind of kick that we all thought was coming, only some get over a point against Cork. You know, when Everton was on the line from look, you say, look, a point is as good as 10 points for them. Like, but, you know, I just think that they're vulnerable there. And like the clear forwards for me, if they click, like, and yeah, look, they're after bringing on a whole heap of Stephen saying, like, you know, you have the Limerick crowd right revved up for this kind of bit of cockiness coming onto their patch and stuff. But geez, if they can, if they can put them under a bit of pressure, I'm not sure if Limerick are, you know, mentally fully tuned up yet. Now, again, Limerick going to a quarter final, who, who they have then. You know, if they lose, geez, they'll have Dublin or something. You know, you may, may as well put them in the semi final there and then, like, if those have winners of Leinster, then yeah, so they could like it. Like, yeah, for me, I know, Colin, like, am I, am I mad again? Give them Claire a chance or then we're back to the best. No, I, I, I give Claire a chance as well. The way, the way I'm, I'm a bit like Stephen, that is it a really clear with a K thing to do? Is it a supreme? Show a confidence by management in his team that he said, We'll take them on, we'll play them again, you know. And so, you know, just thinking that, and you know, this player team, like, this is what Lone's third year involved is with them, 
you know, so like they're a good, so they're a good bit down the road. They're quite a bit ahead, I suppose, in their preparation. We are in, in our first year with Lee. Maybe it's maybe players' confidence. Like I, like it's a monster final. Like you wouldn't give them a chance. I mean, the best game then we got monster final against them. Clare have beaten them already this year. Like maybe Longs, this is their time, you know. And like at the end of the day, a monster a monster final is is probably well, it's not probably it's the second biggest competition you can win in hurling at the moment. You know, I, I you know I think the boys said earlier on that it probably is a year or two too soon for us. But Jesus, you take the hand off someone for a monster final on Sunday, wouldn't you? You know, oh, yeah, and I think you're yeah, right. I think this Clare team are basically at their peak now, and they Who need. Was the Clare's last monster final mid nineties, no? Victory. Last no, remember Tip hammered him, I'd say about 2008 and won anyway. What's the mid nineties? 98 or 9 say. The last one they won was was it 98 or 2001? Well, it wasn't 2001, 2002. What? I think they're like 22 years whenever that is, something like that. So without winning one. I'm sure someone will correct me on that after hearing it, but nearly as long as Cork's all Ireland famine, anyways. Yeah, yeah, they have an awful no, lot of ridiculous for a five-team tournament, anyway. But they have an awful lot of motivation going into the into this. And you know, it's so long since the Munster Championship. Then it's it's straight into an All Ireland semi final. I just think where what will tip the for me what will tip it in in um, Limerick's favours. Keen Lynch and Groot Hegarty seem to play themselves into a bit of form against Cork. And Galan has another few weeks under his belt. Remember, like after a real slow start to the season when he was off playing soccer and whatever else he was doing, you know. So there's, you know, are they are they starting? The, the, look, I know they had a little bit of a break coming into the Tipperary game, but that was the biggest game for Tipperary of the year, you know. So it was going to be a ferocious battle. Then they Cork the following week. That Cork they kind of always give them problems at times. Now they have a couple of break, couple of weeks to get, especially with Keen Lynch's injury. You know, if you can get him porn, you know that's why I tip it in. Um, I tip it in. Uh, Limerick's favour. Now, that being said, they were extremely lucky to beat Cork with uh, the fake penalty and the throw ball that Jake Morris was pulled for. <laughs> he was pulled on against Limerick for that overhead hand pass, and yeah, it was a, it was, a, I don't know, he was able to do with it the following week. You know, yeah. so look. They'll have to have one good game at least. You'd be thinking, and to for me, it'll be coming in the Monster final. They've been so we're on the fence. You say there, the likes of Keen Inch, like against Clare last year, very quite. No, like did you aren't really know land the freeze well. So them lads are a step above now. They are like they're you know they should be different now. I don't know who's wrestling Sean Dino's. It's not John Keenan again, is it? Just. Oh no! Keen Lynch be in for some treatment if it was. I'm sure it's not like after last year's. Galway lad, is it? No, Liam, Liam Gordon is wrestling. Liam Gordon, that, yeah. Joe Duffy better clear, clear the decks for Monday anyway. If there is any. It's 1998. Last time Clare won a Monster Final. The Limerick's going for five in a row. Famous Monster Final in Turles, Sean. If you remember, that was the day that. Um, Keen or not Keen Lynch, God give me Colin Lynch and Tony Brown went out in the middle of the field, isn't that? Oh, that's what for that. Yeah, yeah. That was after the replay, wasn't it? Yeah, he was, he was hitting Ali Baker at one stage, was he? Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, look, it's 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 a long time ago. Jesus, it, it is a long time ago. I, Kevin, I give Claire, I give Claire every chance to be honest with you. As the boys have said, like Limerick, like we're waiting for Limerick to explode onto the championship. Although to be fair to them, the game against Cork was a cracking game. You know, really enjoyable game. It was a game actually I'd love to have been at in one sense, only for you know we were in Turles. Obviously, it was, it was a super game. Really, you know, fast paced, highly charged, big crowd there. Like nice day. It looked it looked fantastic. And you have to like before we go off the most championship, like. I mean, I, I, it's not that I give a crap really, but like Cork were very unfortunate to get knocked out, weren't they? You know, they like they were knocked out effectively by one point. You know, yeah, just fine like, margins, fine margins. Yeah, very, very fine margins. Like you know, and I know they won the under twenty on Sunday there um, against Offaly, and you know that would make up for it in a small way. But you know, the famine there, as I said, goes on another year for them, and it doesn't. Know, I want to actually talk about that, Colin, as well. Not the famine, but like you know, if we further dilute the Gaelic structures. I mean, look, there was actually football on last weekend, if any, you know, there was like, and barely, you got crowds of 8,000 for, you know, games and like, you know, the Monster Championship is the one thing that's doggy dog and stuff. If we, look, we have it, we love it. And if we say, like, say four goes through or something like that, it could make the first couple of months in the GA kind of inter-county championship structure like a complete waste of time. I mean, it only gets going when it gets to knockout Ireland or knockout anything, really. Like, so I mean, do we just have to accept that and design our structures to to meet kind of have some hybrid league or something like that, or is it a case where we go like the goal games and we find it nearly impossible to actually knock out knock out teams? I <laughs> know uh, you need that bit of course. You, you don't you like has to, something has to be on the line. It's there's no point in waiting. Wait until the end of the season for for things to come alive, like you know. So like, look, as tough as the most championship is, and Cork are probably just Cork did walk through Leinster. You'd be thinking like, you know what I mean? Easily top three, if not top two. But that bit of cutthroat is needed. That bit of championship knife edge is needed as well. So like, you know, it's hard to see it change and. In fairness, there's not too much whinging coming out of Cork now to be knocked out by a point. Mm. Not even more, as, as you said, like a, a like they're a so close in games. Cork, they never like they're a point away in all, all games. Like they weren't like undrawn. Like they're a score away. They couldn't get these scores in the needle. Like you know, they three games to get these scores, but they couldn't do it. Like that's another way of looking at. Jesus, the more I think back to it was the Clare one that the Clare one. Her man scored a point Yeah, Kelly took a dive. To kind of you know, kind of had the free turned over. I think was probably what cost them. Like, you know, very fine large. But still, Cork could have seen out during that game. Got a score, killed the game. You no, know, like that's the way it is. Probably could have been yeah. us. Exactly. Um, just lads on the on the Leinster final. Who are you tipping, Stephen? I'll go to you first. I, I, I'm going to go with Galway. I think the loss of the loss of uh, Adrian Mullins. It's going to be a big one for for Kilkenny, broken thumb or something. So he's gone for the rest of the championship. I think that's going to be a huge blow for Kilkenny, and I, I, I'll um, I think Henry will really win the win the championship against his own, which won't yeah. go down well. <laughs> it won't go down well at all, Colin. Digress from that prediction. I kind of the kind of the law of averages, Kevin tells me that Galway are probably due, and if that makes sense. So Henry has I, to justify his existence there, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, I I kind of go with Galway as, as as Steve said there. Like Adrian Mullins, a huge loss for Kilkenny. 
Um, they weren't great against Wexford. No, I take your point that that Galway weren't great against Dublin. Um, but yeah, look, I'll, I'll I'll go with I'll give a ten to the vote to Galway. I hate backing not that I hate backing against Kilkenny, but like you know, usually when I back against Kilkenny, they they do what Kilkenny do. They turn up and they win. But yeah, look, at I'll, I'll go with Galway on this one. Sean. Yeah, Galway. I think they've more firepower in the forwards there. They've Kilkenny forwards are a bit. Not, not they're a bit aged, you could say no, and young lads haven't played a scrum yet, so golly by two or three of them. Yeah, I'll go at five on the draw double. I think <laughs> then the ultimate um, the ultimate fence setter. The ultimate, yeah. No, I mean, I, well no, go do no goal yeah. scores by Rat either. Yeah, yeah. Clear clear and Jesus Galway just because you know, just the, when they do get going, they, they seem to be able to score points from everywhere. So on that, the awfully rising lads before we wrap up, I suppose, was dampened a bit. Both in the under twenty at, at the weekend, some great points. The young screeny come in for rough treatment, but he can probably get used to that over the next few years. Um, I have to mention Brian Gavin's role, and I was reading the Examiner out here on Monday, Kevin online, and I have to laugh at Brian Gavin sort of, you know, jump like would you know jump into young screeny's defence as if like that, that the referee had a duty of care to look after. The awfully forward, which you know, you take the point up to a point, but then you remember that where was Brian Gavin's duty of care towards Tipperary's Seamus Callan when he was getting shouldered into the chest by Jackie Terrell, or he was getting oh, Tommy, Welsh, Tommy Welsh was flailing a hurley around the place as well, you know. So, yeah. you, you kind of have to take some, you kind of have to take some of this with a with, with a with a with a pinch of salt. Like, you know, it was it's great to see awfully back in one sense because we said here before, like. Hurling needs more strong counties. It needs more competitiveness. And for that, it's good to see Offaly back. I, I, you know, I, I, I was reading Premier View today as well, and just some of the stuff about, like, Tip being critical of Cork because it's felt that Cork were a little bit physical on the day. Like, I, I'm sorry, but that's a load of fight as well because mm. you do what you have to do to win a game, okay? Yeah. And if Cork were physical on the day, good luck to them. They've won the All-Ireland. Instead of us bitching and moaning about you know, how physical Cork were, we should be looking at our own team and thinking, you know, how do we get back to winning minor and under 20 so that we ensure that we're, we're going to be competitive going forward? Because see, going very well in the minor championship, Cork, I think, have won four of the last five All-Irelands and under 20 hurling now. You know, like the minor championship that we were just talking about, it's, it's going to become even more difficult to win going forward. Like, so, you know, I know you've asked me about Offaly, but I'd be saying it's it's, it's great to see them back, but from I don't point. think they're back. I mean, look, they're not even they're playing Joe McDonough again next year, and I know they said, look, it's like they've a, they've a young team coming, but like they're not even at the level of Leash and Westmead and Antrim. They're miles back before they're back to what they were, and I don't think they. I mean, look, Wexford got one provincial or whatever since what they the was it two thousand four they picked up one as well. That's two in 20, 20 years plus. Like that's awfully are. They're back as much as Tip are, I'd say, at this stage. But <laughs> that's the type of thing will be replayed on, on on this next week, Kevin. When like, what is being back for Offaly? What does what does being back entail? Like getting back to two thousand seven levels when you're getting absolutely hockeyed off. Like they were bad for a long time. And Offaly only had the only two lads that scored the other day, actually. Screeny and a man, Raven Hill, I think. Could be wrong now, but jeez, that must be wrong. But I, I, I won't, I won't I question it. No, I remember reading Arthur and Reds on going through to see Rafi did, but like the thing was, Cork were 15 points better team, they did 
use yeah. hard tactics, but like they weren't. If I fit by point two, you say maybe red card here, maybe red card there. For me, that was a red card in the first half. The ref couldn't see it though. I saw back is still behind the goal. The ref was blindsided. His umpires should have called it then. Yeah. This is where they, but the umpires don't call these, you know. No. So isn't it grand from a cock perspective that they're that they've been spoken about being over physical again? You know, from years and years of tippy tappy non-contact tournament, mm. they've been criticized for being too physical at the last weekend, which from I suppose a hurling respectful hurling rivalry. In a sense, it's just great to hear. You know, like I, I, I'd agree with Collins. This, this crack of two people saying, "Ah, oh, cock were too physical. They should have this, this, and that." Look, they were allowed to step across the line. They got away with it. Of course, if, 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 hopefully, it's not needed next week against Offaly. But the following week, if we get over Offaly, uh, please God, and we're going out against Kilkenny or Galway, and if Alan Tynan crosses the line three or four meters and gets away with it we'd be praising them coming down the road you know like you want you want these lads playing on the edge and look if they get away with stuff if they get away with a bit of roughhousing so be it it's up to you to to not to let that happen not be bullied like you know and and it's, it's like look screen is a great hurler and all that like but that's part of his game that's going to have to to be to be brought on a, a, a ton because I see it it's a ridiculous tweet I'm going to call this will Adam Screen be playing against Tipperary next week I saw that yeah like that that's <laughs> that's um that's extremely dangerous because he was bullied at under 20 level could you imagine what Carl Barrett that's what they're on to you know he's you, the, you know and and, and this promised. look and he's a wonderful hurler he's a wonderful hurler but you compare him to the great Owen Kelly from when Owen Kelly was 18 year old Owen Kelly was a man at 18 you know physically it's it's not the same for screen. He's a oh, Kelly, Kelly would have hit you back, like yeah. <laughs> but like, remember the hit against for Molly Baker that time. Yeah, Owen Kelly could deal with that. He got up like if that happened to a young lad like Adam Screeny, the size he is now with the conditioning of of Inter County hurlers now, it would hurt him in a bad way, you know. And throwing throwing out stupid tweets and put pressure on offline management to get him in, leave the young fella alone. He's done now for the year, leave him back to his club. I think yeah. it'd be a dangerous game to play because he could get really hurt at intercounty yeah, this, level. Uh, Murray, this is his first year actually. He was under seventeen last year, so this will be his first year playing at a club hurling. Yeah. So yeah, know, and and, and you even find the difference there, like against grown men. You know, as a talented he is, he's brilliant. But to be a twenty-five-year-old, six-foot corner back there that's physically strong, that's quick, and you know he'll have to adjust the club level. Don't throw him in at inter- senior intercounty level. Leave him alone for a few years. Did exactly. I see a tweet someplace that somebody was comparing him to Nicky English and, and Owen Kelly? I mean, that's and Jimmy Dyle, yeah. And Jimmy, I mean, like that's that's just like that's not doing the lad any favors either. Like you know, putting that even that sort of pressure onto him, you know. Um, I mean, I don't think he's even eligible to play senior hurling this year, if I'm not mistaken, for Offaly. So I I, I don't understand why. It's, no, he it's, would be because they're tier two. Would he? Okay, because they're tier two. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and actually, do you know what, Kevin? Thinking back, and I take your points. Like, like I'm saying, it's great to see Offaly back competitive again. But you know, what what does that even mean? I don't know. But I just, yeah, I would. Didn't, like Carlo, to see... didn't Carlo make a Leinster final there a couple of years ago? My yeah, uh, look, yeah, and and you know, Westmead. No, no one was saying Carlo are back. Yeah, Westmead beat Kilkenny in, in under twenty one recently as well. Like you know, um, but I suppose the 
the bigger point, and it goes back to the structures in the, in, in the GA that we spoke about earlier on, you know, you would like to see a few more counties, you know, transitioning up into the Champions League, as we call it, like, you know, from, <laughs> from, 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 from the lower, low, low, lower, mm. lower divisions. Like, so, you know, I, I, I think maybe I'm being a bit premature and saying it's great to see Offaly back, but at least they're on some, at least they're back on the road, Kevin, if that makes sense. You know, they were. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, exactly. Look at one off the Josh, map Josh up to this year it's good, good to see them back like the team they have is there's so many young enough next year again like keep these that bench group together like honestly just keep them together next year like on next number playing well go again the following year like like them lads have plenty more 20 years left in them and they might get titles down the line at 20 and that's what they need to work on now like you know not throwing line senior level there like, like they need to win on the age first and get up like and another big win for the banner, I suppose, against a very fancy Galway minor team. We've heard that one a few times in the in the recent past. Um, you know, I think they were they were hitting very big scores in Leinster and it's a win for Munster versus Leinster technically as well in the new. Does structure. that show you how weak Leinster minor is then? Like, because like I thought, I thought Galway were all right. I thought against Kenny as well. I thought they were, but the Kenny minor he's actually poor enough, but still, guy looked as above like. There seems to be, look, maybe the, the stats don't back it up at all, but look, and maybe it's only just a, a one-year thing, but there seems to be, if, you know, if it does play out at senior level with a Munster team winning, and maybe even an all-Munster, all-Ireland final, you wouldn't kind of, you you wouldn't say it's um, off the cards either. Like, there there might be a bit of a divide kind of starting to creep in, so. I think it highlights again, though, Kevin and Stephen and Sean, how important it is for Tip to make sure that our house is in order underage. You know, I've said it several times here in the podcast, like if you're not producing teams underage, it's eventually it's going to come back and bite you. You know, it happened to Tip. We had a great team in the 60s, you know, fell off the radar a little bit with minor under 21 as it was at the time, had the famine in the 70s. The, the, the great Tip team, under 21 team in the late 70s, and early 80s, they backbones the team that came along, you know, that a lot of us would have first got interested in hurling in the, in the late 80s, like, you know, and we saw our great teams from 06 and 07 gave the best 10 years any of us have had at Tipperary teams in our lifetimes, you know, so, you know, not to be too long-winded about this, I just think we really need to keep our eye on the ball here. Claire are showing that, they're, you know, they're, they're coming with a good team there. Corps, I said, are very, very strong under 20 and minor at the moment. And I know I'm a cheerleader, a fan for Cork a lot of the time on here, but I think Cork will win a senior All-Ireland sooner rather than later. I really believe that. I think eventually that that kind of throughput of good players will will see them winning in All-Ireland. So, well, it's great to talk about other counties and look at other counties. Just like I would really, really implore everybody involved at tip underage level to not take our eye off the ball. We've got to drive on here and you know, we don't want to be left behind. Absolutely. Before we go, that's um, speaking, I suppose, of Cork, something that will more than likely I'm going to put my, you know, like, will never be done again. Teddy McCarthy, All-Ireland, both codes, one year, dual player. I mean, what more can you say? Yeah, unbelievable. 58, was it? 57, I think, yeah. 57. That's that's terribly, that's terribly young. But like, to... Do do it twice, reach the pinnacle twice in both codes in the same year. Like it's it's a fantastic, fantastic achievement, and you know, it it'll never be done. You you know, the the likelihood of of a county even winning, being a dual county, good enough to do it 
is getting slimmer by the year, you know what I mean? Never mind a player being able to do it in the same county. So, you know, it's a terrible loss to the GA. Absolutely. As I said, there's like when uh, a young man, Colin, you would have probably a little bit older than us now. You probably would have remembered him in his prime. Oh, yeah, Kevin. Look, I, I mean, I go back to Killarney in 87. Like, I think Teddy got three points that day against us, you know. There's an iconic picture of him in the, I think, in the drawn match, even where he's going up high to, over Colin Bonner to catch a ball, like huge leap on him, you know, great guy to take a score. Probably not the greatest sticksman in the world, if that makes sense, but super heart, super leap in, on him, you know, just an icon. I genuinely was taken aback when I read when I read that last night. Like it just makes you stop and think a little bit, like you know, and like you know, probably the first player. From either of those two teams from the late 80s who's passed on now, Teddy. I know Cork have lost a couple of the footballers from that time, but Teddy's probably the first one from those two teams who passed on. So, obviously, you know, sympathies to his family, to everybody involved in Cork GAA. You know, and I read I read his autobiography or book on him a few years ago, and he just came across as a really normal, down-to-earth fella, you know, ha- had a few ups and downs in life like we all do, but, you know, just came across as a really sound guy, so... You know, and I suppose Kevin, before we go off, before we go off football, as we've touched on it, just to wish David Power the very best of luck. He stepped down obviously earlier on in the week from from his role as Tiff football manager. So gave us a you know a great year in terms. Uh, absolutely, for the first time he lived when we weren't expecting it. Mm. Yeah, you know, you know and, and absolutely, and like you know anybody who's involved in teams, whether it's. Junior B, like yourself and myself, Kevin, or it's senior inter county, like it can be a thankless job at times. And, you know, this year, the footballers, they haven't, you know, they haven't done been good. Let's, let's, you know, I know, you know, you can only imagine, I don't know, but I can only imagine the hard work that's gone into preparing the team. And, you know, David lost his mom, unfortunately, in a few things this year. Like, so it's been a tough year for him personally. So, just like to wish him all the very best of luck going forward and whatever he does. I'm sure he, he won't be without offers going forward from other counties and other teams. So, we owe him a debt of gratitude for 2020. And the fact that it happened during COVID as well, it was something that lifted our spirits at a very dark time for the country. You know, in, in that jersey, Colin. In that jersey mm-hmm. as well, Kevin. Like, you know, so just, just to wish him the best of luck. Absolutely, and I think that's you speak for all there on the on the pod as well. You know, we'll cover the football season in, in more depth, I suppose, in the next few weeks as the dust settles. I suppose it was a disappointing, but Davy Power is definitely someone who's greatly enriched Tipperary football for the last 12, 13 years, and I'm sure he'll be back involved in some capacity again. And he's plenty more to give. Right, lads, we'll wrap it up. Thanks a million for that. Thanks, man. Cheers, boys. Good luck.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.